Ken Hicks has been in the automobile industry for four decades. He is a car salesman. I started in the business in 1982. My mother introduced me to the business. And while he's seen many changes over the years in the cars, the customers, and the way people sell, his philosophy has stayed the same. Businesses are built on relationships and trust. You know, I've been selling people cars, you know, when they first got married, and now I'm selling their, their, their children cars. And after lending a car for free to star Yankees pitcher Mariano Rivera, his life and business changed forever. You'd have to have a money guy, and he was my guy, you know, and he trusted me, and we trusted each other. He's like, he's like my brother. Hear how Ken confronts the stereotype of a typical car salesperson in this week's episode of Pretty Big Deal. When did you get started uh, working in the automotive industry? I started in the business in 1982. My mother introduced me to the business. Uh, my mother started in the business in uh, 1948. She worked for Harmon & Wood Ford. It was a Ford dealership in Nerichelle. And she was in the business for 60 years. And then why, what got you into it? Like, did she sort of push you into it or was it something that you always wanted to do? Well, you know, I, you know, I was a good salesperson. Like, you know, I you know, started out selling, you know, when I was younger and, you know, I started in 1982 and here I am, 2022. It was, it's been a great career for me. I started as a salesperson uh, working in a White Plains, uh, excuse me, a East Coast Nissan in uh, Nomadic. Um, in 1982, and then I went to the, the Crabtree organization in 1985. I became the uh, youngest general manager for Crabtree in, in 85 for his Hyundai dealership in 86. And I ran Hyundai and Mazda from 85 to 88. And then I went over to Acura of Westchester, Largemont, and I worked there for 33 years as the general manager. And it seems like you came up pretty quick in sales, like in working in automobiles. What sort of separated you from other people when you were starting out? I just worked. Yeah, I mean, you know, my age group, you know, you always feared that you couldn't get another job. You know, this is something that, you know, it was a lot of on-the-job training. I went to school for a little bit. You know, I went to, for Hyundai, I was out of school in California for 90 days and then you know, then, you know, I took it kind of seriously, uh, went to a lot of NADA uh, training and uh, 20 groups and just, you know, just kept pushing and, you know, wasn't afraid to put the time in and, and it was a great, it's been a great career for me. I'm 61 years old now and started the business when I was 20, 22. And when you were starting out, like, was it good money? Like, were you making a lot of money or was it like just a lot of grind work and not too good pay? I mean, you know, back when I started the business, I mean, it wasn't really good money. Uh, it was fair. It was fair money. And uh, it just, the greatest thing about the automobile industry or sales is that you kind of create your own income. You know, it's the harder you work, the more money you make. There's no, you know, working for a corporation, they give you two or 3% raise at the end of the year, so you did a great job. I mean, you can, you can go up 50%, 20%, it depends on the year uh, and how much you want to put into it. And when you were starting out, like, did you have a particular way that you kind of worked with customers or thought about helping or servicing customers? Yeah, my, my whole philosophy in, in, my, in my process is based on treating the clients right. I mean, you turn, you, you, you turn a client into a friend and a friend into family. That's how, you know, our process works. And, you know, you always want to take care of people. You want to go over the top. It's a very big expense. 
I'd say 75 to 80 percent of the people who walk into your dealership that's their biggest purchase you know um you know you know some people that could afford a home and there's a lot of people that can't so that would be their biggest purchase somebody that couldn't afford a home or an apartment and um you have to treat them right i mean it can go anywhere i mean it's 17,000, 27,000 automobile dealerships around the country. So whoever treats them right, they're going to retain their customer base. And, you know, they come back to you and they're friends of yours. You know, they don't, they don't question you because they know you, they trust you. They, you're making it convenient for them and you answer all their questions. And that's the most important thing to me is your reputation. You know, um, you want to have a reputation of a good dealer, not a bad dealer. You know, not somebody that's taking advantage of his client base, you know, it, it never works out, and you're never going to last this long in a business if that's what you—if that's your intentions. And I think along that line of reputation, car dealerships probably have the worst reputation out of all, like probably say, except maybe like door to door or something along those lines. How do you and how like how do you think about at least back then and also training people today, like? overcoming that negative reputation as like, I can't trust this guy because he's inherently a car salesman. I think honesty is the best policy. I mean, you know, you tell somebody, this is what we need to make on a car. And you know, this is a very, this is cars in demand. And you know, uh, this is a scarce model of, Hey, this car that we have out front, you know, we have a lot of them in stock. I, I can really give you a great deal on this particular car because we have 25 of them in, in inventory. So it all depends on the model. But like, like I said, you, it, anything that you're selling or anything that you're involved in, it's your reputation that's on the line, right? So you want to make sure that you treat people right. You know, I've been selling people cars, you know, when they first got married, and now I'm selling their, their, their children cars and their grandchildren cars. I mean, you know, it's just when you're doing something for four decades, people have to trust you. Or you're not going to do it this long. They trust you because you're giving good service. Over the last four decades, how would you say that car sales has changed? Well, you know, the business has changed in the last 40 years. Like when I first walked into a show, it was male dominant. You know, 90% of the people who worked in a car dealership, probably 95% were, were male. You know, you might have three or four women in, in, in the store. Now, I would say it's 50% of our business, you know, uh, or getting very close to it, you know, male and female. Now the business has changed totally. Everything like, you know, years ago, you'd advertise with the newspaper and radio, and now it's more digital. Everything's on computer. Um, it's just a wholly different business now. Everybody walks in with, you know, with a, with a smartphone. They can get a price in two seconds. You know, Google. You know, a different dealership right in front of you. So, it's like it's a different. Uh, it's a different business. With people being able to like, when you started out, was that a big shift? like people's access to information because it seems like when somebody was first coming into a car dealership they were kind of relying on you for everything and then like as time goes on there's blue books there's internet there's web searching like did that ever shock you in the beginning when people had access to more information than they did before no i think it's great i think that somebody that comes in that's prepared it's better for me you know because i don't have I'm not that salesperson that's going to take advantage. You know, I, I, I'm very upfront. You know, we go to, we could go on the computer together. I could show you what's available. I could show you what your car is worth. You know, we, you know, I, I, you know, the computer gives you so much information. Then you have to bring your vehicle in. We have to inspect it. We have to look at it. You know, there's different information that car dealers will get that you're not going to get online. But I go over that with my clients, and it's like anything else. If you go into a doctor. Right. You, you know, you want to, you want somebody that knows what he's talking about, you know, because it's your life that you're talking about. A car is a very big purchase. 
So you want to deal with somebody that knows what they're talking about. Right. So I, I'm big into training. I train my sales team personally a couple times, a couple times a week. And I have my sales management and my finance department training a couple of times a week also. Because you want to keep everybody, you know, you want your you want your, your team to be educated on what they're doing. No, that's great. And then, okay, cool. So I think uh, I'd like to shift gears a little bit to kind of like the the pretty big deal you what we want to focus on of buying uh, the car dealership. So I was hoping you could just kind of start it off with like telling me a little bit about like what what point you were in your career when you started thinking about this. I always thought I wanted to be a car dealer, but I grew up in the, on Drake Avenue in New Rochelle in an apartment building. My parents were both hardworking people, you know, middle-class people. They didn't have that kind of funds to help me get into the automobile industry, but it was always a vision and a dream that I had. And then when Mariano Rivera was a rookie with the Yankees, he, uh, one of his friends said, could you give Mariano a vehicle, you know, for his wife when she comes in to, from Panama? And he was just starting out with the Yankees. It was like 1995 and 96. Do you mean you literally just gave him a car to drive around, like, or did he? Yeah, we gave him a car, you know, to drive around. I mean, you know, while she was in town, you know, and uh, he never forgot that. But he was ninety-five, and I had given him a car to drive, and we became friends. And then we got we became friends from let's say ninety-five to two thousand five. Then we disconnected for a few years, and then in two thousand eleven, he came back into the dealership to get his son a car and we started to talk and he was building a church in Rochelle and he asked me if I could help him and I did and then he got hurt you know shagging fly balls in center field and when he got hurt I said Mo this would be a great opportunity for you would you like to be the the Hispanic spokesperson for for Acura and I was on the board with Acura's advertising uh the New York advertising uh committee at that time and he goes yeah I'd love to so I went back to the board and I said, look, we, we can get Mariana Rivera to be our spokesperson. For, you know, 50, we'll donate $50 a car for every car that we sell in, in, sell in New York. And $50 a car goes to his charity. He wanted to raise that money for his church. So we had a two-year contract with Mariana. And I think we raised like a million five for his church. Or he raised a million five. And he helped us with the Acura brand. So he liked the car business, and then uh, a friend of mine told me about Toyota Mount Kisco being for sale. And I said, I went to Mariano, and I says, I says, Mo, would you be interested? He goes, yeah, I, I would be interested. And um, I went to his house, and I met his financial people, and the guy goes, well, why should we do this? I said, well, Mariano's the best closer in baseball, but I think I'm the best closer in the automobile business. And the guy started to laugh, and then I... Mariano came down from upstairs and he said, uh, I'm good with this. And his financial people left and he says, let me talk to God and my wife, Clara, and I'll get back to you tomorrow morning. And the next day he handed me a check for $5 million to open up this dealership. So he's been a, a, a big inspiration. We've done great here. We're here. This is our seventh year. July 15th will be a, a couple of days from now. We'll be off the seventh year in business together. We're opening up a Honda dealership out in Long Island together in Port Jefferson. And um, it's been a great run. You know, I've had a great career here. And I got my two sons in the business now. Both of them are working here at Toyota. Um, So it's been great for me. You know, limited education, just a lot of hard work. You know, I have automobile college, but, you know, came later in life. But, you know, for limited education, you know, I was making 
you know, Harvard money with a high school education. And it's, you know, it was, it was hard work and, you know, this is what, you know, got us here. And I had this vision and then Mariano took it over the top for me and, and we're here now. If Mariano hadn't have come in with that money, do you think you would have been able to get a car dealership in another way? Probably not, you know, because you'd have to have a money guy. And, you know, he was, he was my guy, you know, and he trusted me and we trust each other. He's like, he's like my brother. So when people buy a car, I feel like it's often a celebratory moment for them. You know, anytime you get a big purchase, you're like, yes, you're excited. You celebrate when you close the deal on the dealership. How did you celebrate? I was like, I mean, I was in shock, you know, I mean, at the beginning, I was very, very nervous because I was saying, I hope I can, you know, the first month that we opened the dealership, the dealership was here for 40 years, but they kind of ran it into the ground the last couple of years because they know they had it sold to us. And, you know, the first month we broke even or made a very small profit. I'm saying I, I was concerned that we might come out of the box and lose money a few months, you know, and we didn't. We never had a losing month. Profit, profitability was good since day one. So we we had some light years, but we never we never had a negative year. So one thing I think is funny is you didn't tell me that it, you didn't seem to celebrate upon getting this news that much of the five million. It sounds like you were more like shit. I got to get to work. Yeah. Well, you know, I was I was fifty. You know, I was I got the opportunity late. I was. I'm 61, so seven years ago, I was 54 years old, and I'm like, wow, I got to put, you know, I got to work twice as hard now. So, but I always worked hard. I, that was never a problem for me. I, but you know, now you're bought, you're taking money from a friend, and you don't want to fail. So you really, you know, I, 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 even though it was his money, it was really my money because if I lost his money, I wouldn't, I would have felt terrible. And I guess, what advice do you have for people who? Like who are starting out in sales or in anything else, but more specifically, I guess, for sales, like what do you wish you knew? You have the person has the drive, they have the desire to work hard and put in all the effort they can. What do you wish you had known earlier in your career about sales or about selling? I think it's the people that you you surround yourself with, you know, and you know, there's no guarantees, right? There's no guarantees tomorrow, you know, you are you're on borrowed time. You don't know tomorrow what's going to happen, right? So you have to live for today. Um, so what I try to tell these younger guys, and you know, there's two types of people in the world. There's givers and there's takers, right? So if you surround yourself with givers, you're going to be successful because they're going to want to see they're going to want to see you succeed. So, and I believe that you know that's the you know somebody put the work in with me 30, 40 years ago. And gave me the opportunity to train me, got me to the next level. And I, I do that with my staff. You know, I want them to get to the next level. I, I get more out of it than them because to me, I'm saying, wow, I saw this young 20-year-old, you know, girl or a uh, 20-year-old guy. And wow, look at them now. I mean, they're rocking and rolling. They're making a lot of money. They just bought a house. They're doing great things. They, you know, they started a 529 plan for their kids for college. They got a nice size 401k. <clears throat> and, you know, that... I'm proud of that. I mean, to see these guys doing these things and girls doing these things, to me, it's like, wow, that's fabulous. And that's how I started. So I think that you have to put what you get is what you give. This episode of Pretty Big Deal featured Ken Hicks, dealer principal of Rivera Toyota of Mount Kisco. 
It was produced by me, Sam Balter, and edited by Xavier Leong. If you have a pretty big deal to tell us about, write in to prettybigdeal at zoominfo.com. Otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode.